0: Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast, the only podcast that's all about self improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. I really do appreciate it. Happy Monday. I hope all you guys had an excellent weekend. I know I certainly did. Want to start off this podcast by giving a few shout outs to guys who are getting tattoos that are really inspired by me in my podcast. Although, as I said previously, when I spoke about this whole tattoo thing about Robert who got the tattoo, follow your fears, you know, it may have been inspired by me, but this is truth. And truth hits, you feel an intuitive agreement with it and it feels good. And that's why we go and get tattoos with these inspirational type sayings. But what really surprised me is that after I said that on that one podcast, I got a bunch of different emails of other dudes who have gotten tattoos that were based on some of the things that I've said. And of course, what other people have said, you know, we don't claim rights to these pieces of wisdom. They've been around for hundreds of thousands of years. But Some of the tattoos that have been inspired by this podcast, at least that's what they said in the emails, was move into your fears, follow your fears, never out of the fight, be your own hero. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. All these awesome sayings that I use and I've shamelessly stolen from other wise men and say on this podcast all the time. And these guys are going and getting tattoos of them. One tattoo that really inspired me, I couldn't believe you did this, bro. You're a fucking champion was Harden the fuck up. And that's from Alan. What is up, Alan? Big shout out to you over there in Los Angeles. Fucking champion, bro. You guys are warriors, man. All you guys who do that, all you guys who follow this podcast, follow your fears, go into pain willingly, do whatever the hell it takes to become the best version of yourself you can be so that when you're on your deathbed, you look back and you shake your head like a warrior does with pride and you die with that warrior's heart. And all you boys, man, I appreciate you so much. I just, uh, man, I just want to flip over a table right now, bro. You guys are American treasures, Canadian treasures, Australian treasures, British treasures, and whatever country you happen to be listening to this from, you're an absolute legend. And I really do appreciate you. So today's podcast is going to be a little bit cheesy. In fact, I'm probably going to lose some listeners because of what I'm about to say. But I'm about to reveal the secret, brother, that literally solves any problem. Any problem in life, you ask yourself this one question, and if you do what this question answers, if you follow what this question will dictate you to do, you will solve the problem every single time. This is one of the biggest secrets of life, but because it has a little bit of a cheesy and we may even say a feminine element to it, a lot of people disregard it. A lot of people don't want to think that this is the way life really works, that in fact, When you behave in this way, you will literally get the life you dreamt of since you were a kid. Everything you want, the girls you want, the money you want, the career you want, the happiness you want, the family you want, the life situation you want. If you deal with any problem with this one single thing, it will solve it. So now that you're curious about what this thing is, I wanna ask you, what do you think it is? If you could ask yourself a question, okay? Say, for example, somebody really screws you over. All right, You have a business partner, let's say, and this has happened to so many of us. By the way, never do business with a friend. I've learned that the hard way so many damn times. Never do business with a friend. It's a bad fucking idea. Because what happens? Eventually, his expectations are different from yours. You guys didn't communicate effectively in the beginning. And seemingly, he stabs you in the back, which has happened to me, I think, about three to four different times. That's why I don't do business with friends anymore. I do business with people who are businessmen who I vet heavily and who I know I can trust. So let's say that happens to you, okay? So he does some fucked up shit, takes money from your savings, invests in some marketing that you didn't agree to, you guys have a big falling out. What do you think you could ask yourself that would solve that problem, okay? Now, this isn't what you want to do. I wanna give you a hint. What you want to do is kick his ass, get that motherfucker in a rear naked choke, choke his ass out until he's unconscious and then give him a swift kick in the fucking ribs. Been there myself and (laughs) I've almost done it before, bro. I've almost done it before, but we go the opposite direction, don't we? Because life is extremely counterintuitive. The secret of life is usually the opposite of what we think it is. Okay, I'm going to give you another hint. There was this picture where there's a big bowl of food and there's all these super skinny caricatures around it, right? These skinny people around it who desperately want to eat, but they all have really long spoons. So when they try to take food into the spoon and feed themselves, they can't do it. They can't get the angle right. So they can't feed themselves and they haven't figured out that they need to feed each other in order to survive. Okay. So that's another hint. All right. So you're seeing where I'm going with this. Okay. Is that When people screw us over, when situations happen that frustrate us, our initial reaction is revenge. And if you're anything like me, your initial reaction is anger. I get pissed off first. Do you guys ever see that movie Dances with Wolves where there's that one angry Indian? He's kind of like the guy who becomes really good friends with the lead character, John Dunbar, if you guys ever saw that movie. Well, what he said in that movie is, I always feel anger first. And that always happens to me. And I'm very confrontational. I don't know if it's like in my DNA. I don't know if it's because I'm from Southern California, the armpit of assholery, as you guys who are from Southern California know. Now that I live in Colorado, I realize that there are some pretty fucking nice people out there in places where people are generally kind. That's definitely Colorado, although it is changing. But really, I feel anger first. And what this is, is the opposite of anger. So I'm gonna give you another hint. What is the opposite of fear? I've talked about this in other podcasts. Some of you guys should know. If you read the book Gates of Fire by Stephen Pressfield about the 300 Spartans, he concludes that the opposite of fear is this thing. Okay, so we're getting closer to it. And some of you guys know what I'm going to say now, and I'm just going to say it. If you ask yourself in any situation, any situation, what would love do here? Love is what I'm pointing to, boys, love. And there you go. 30% of my listeners click off and say, this motherfucker's talking about love? I thought this guy was the unapologetic man, the warrior, the silverback. I thought I was gonna become a champion by listening to this guy. And he's talking about love? Are you kidding me, bro? And now you're flipping over tables. You're unsubscribing for my podcast. And I wanna say to all you guys who do that, goodbye, see ya. Enjoy the ride, gentlemen, because if you don't get this, you won't get what you want in life, okay? So again, life is very counterintuitive. So this concept comes from Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer is a spiritual teacher, kind of like a life coach. He passed away several years ago, but this comes from him, and he always asked himself, what would love do now? What would love do in this situation? How would love behave in this situation, okay? So in the Tao Te Ching, which is one of the most profound spiritual books ever written, It says, in conflict, be fair and generous. Now, in other spiritual texts, such as the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, and other amazing spiritual texts, Course of Miracles, etc., it always points to love as the answer. In fact, almost all religions say that God is love. Now, initially, our first reaction to any situation is to get revenge. Usually, we get angry. We try to one-up people. We try to take people out so that our business can succeed. We try to basically use the egoic base of fear in order to get what we want and what happens. It usually explodes in our face. In the Tao Te Ching, it says too, violence, no matter how well intentioned, always rebounds upon yourself. Think about that. Violence comes from fear, comes from hate, comes from ego, doesn't it? When you put violence out onto another person, in my opinion, except for the case when you're defending yourself and your family from a perpetrator who means to do you harm, but in any other instance, particularly in revenge, when you do violence on another person, it always rebounds upon yourself. So what's really cool about the universe, if you will, what's really cool about God, what's really cool about this whole world, this whole situation that we're living in is that there's street signs out there basically that point us to the direction of truth. And tons of people suffer because they're not paying attention to the evidence. The evidence is, is that when you act from the opposite of love, which is fear, when you act from egoic self-delusion, egoic selfish desires, it always bounces back upon yourself and you always get more suffering. I'm not gonna launch into it right now, but I believe that's the point of life, which is we're in this life and we think that by being selfish, by screwing over other people, by just being in it for ourselves, We get what we want because that's almost like programmed into our brain, into our egoic selves is that screw over others, fuck everybody else. I'm going to get what I want by doing what I want, being who I want to be and just taking advantage of others to, to get there. But it's actually the opposite, just like that picture of the people who are starving because they refuse to feed each other. So I believe that life is designed to point us in this direction, but it's super counterintuitive and it goes against, and some of you guys are feeling it right now, our egos saying, man, I don't want to, what would love do? That's fucking gay, bro. Fuck you. I'm thinking more like, yo, what would a Sig Sauer P226 9mm do? That's what I'm thinking. And a little bit there. I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. That's the pistol that I have in my bedside because if any motherfucker comes in this house, He's going to take the room temperature challenge because if he threatens my family, he's going down. But in all other instances, I try and believe me, I'm the one dude that struggles with this the most to ask what would love do now. So speaking of Wayne Dyer, I believe he reached a really high level of enlightenment before he passed away a couple of years ago. If you guys want to check him out, it's Wayne Dyer and Dyer spelled D Y E R. I really like some of his speeches on YouTube. He has great books. The guy's just an amazing teacher. I actually got to meet him once, gave him a big hug. And it was a great moment for me because I really, really respect the guy. And he's part of the reason that I was able to get out of my own agoraphobia, anxiety attacks, extreme, extreme generalized anxiety, approach anxiety, afraid of women. Basically, I was in a really bad place and it's guys like him that really helped me out. And I feel my job is to kind of help you guys out in that way too, because I know a lot of you guys are really suffering. The thing about Wayne Dyer that's kind of hard to deal with, and you may pick up on this, is he does a lot of like with his mouth, right? Bro, I absolutely fucking hate that when people do mouth noises on the microphone. In fact, Liam, my podcast editor, bro, if I ever do an accidental mouth noise, remove that shit, bro, immediately remove it. I absolutely hate it. It reminds me of my grandma. We used to do road trips when I was a kid with my grandma and she didn't like to play music. And she would literally, guys, she would be sitting there driving going, And me and my brother would be like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking commit suicide. And she would just keep doing it. And we'd be like, hey, grandma, do you think maybe we can put on some music? And she'd be like, no, I really like to just listen to the road noises and be quiet. And then she'd be sitting there like smacking her lips. And I don't know what it is with old people, man. They have like dry mouths or something. So me and my brother had a joke. We're like, man, next time... We're driving with grandma. We're gonna be going down the road and she's gonna be doing the mouth noise and we're both just gonna spontaneously combust because it's so annoying. And then the camera pans to the hospital two weeks later and both me and my brother are just heads on a morphine drip, drooling out of our mouths and completely destroyed because our grandma killed us and we would always laugh about that. Man, I hate those noises. So it kind of makes Wayne Dyer difficult to listen to. But I'm gonna ask myself, what would love do now? Love would say, you know what? That's just how he is, let's listen to his wisdom. And in some of his recordings, he doesn't do that. So check him out, check him out, it's definitely worth it. So here's what I'm suggesting to you, okay? Any situation that comes in your life, be it with a woman, be it with business, be it with friendships, be it with whatever it is, ask yourself what would love do here? And you'd be amazed because I'm telling you 100% of the time, that's the right answer. Now I know it's not always the answer that your ego wants to hear, but it's always the right answer. It's always the right answer. And this is woven into the fabric of life. This is pointing us to the direction of enlightenment, which is if we live in a society, and I know a lot of you guys don't agree with this, and in some ways I don't either, because I don't think at the current level of consciousness, consciousness is an evolution, okay? At the current level of consciousness, I don't believe we can blindly trust and help everybody because there are evil people out there. And that's why, again, I pack a nine millimeter next to my bedside because not everybody can be trusted. But if we as a society move into a place where we have that premise that what would love do now? How are we going to live through love? How as a community is love going to dictate the decisions we make rather than being in this egoic, selfish, trying to screw over other people to get what we want mindset, but instead have that giving communicative, wanting to help out your neighbor mentality That in my opinion is the solution. Our world is not even close to that. In fact, the spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle was asked, are things getting better in the world or are they getting worse? And his answer was both. So the ego is speeding up, there's more crime, there's more craziness, there's more egoic self-delusion by the way, which is perpetuated big time by social media and the internet and all that shit. But at the same time, there's a growing level of consciousness. And that growing level of consciousness, this is really out there, this is really woo-woo in my opinion, but that growing level of consciousness will eventually take over after the collapse happens of the egoic mind. And the world is literally a reflection of what's going on in the consciousness of human beings because consciousness creates reality. The way reality works is first you think of the picture, then you paint it, then you step inside of it. So the world that we're living in is a reflection of what's going on in the human mind, mostly the egoic mind, and there's a lot of crime, there's a lot of hate, there's a lot of strife, there's a lot of suffering, but eventually that's going to create its own collapse. It's like a cancer that's going to create its own collapse, and from that, hopefully, enlightened living will come, which the basis will be what would love do now. So I want you guys to kind of take this on and kind of think about it. I know for a lot of you, it's rubbing you the wrong way. Well, perhaps you're the dude who needs to hear it most what would I do in this situation? And you know, I get a lot of clients who hire me. And if you look at my sales records, they're like ridiculously high, like way above average. And I was thinking about it the other day, I'm like, yo, I've never been formally trained as a salesman. I don't get on these calls with all these like awesome sales techniques and all these like different manipulations. The one thing I ask myself is how can I help this dude? And I realized the other day, and it didn't even occur to me until I was thinking about doing this podcast. I was like, why am I so goddamn good at selling? It's cause I fucking care about the dude. I care about you. Like if you get on the call with me, it's not about me trying to get your credit card number. Like that's like second, third, or even fourth priority for me. The first fucking priority is, can I help this guy? Can I get him to his goals with women? Can I see him as he's going to be? And can I be the dude that can get him there? And what is that, man? That's love. What would love do here? Love would try to help. Love would try to assist. So when I do that, the guys can feel it and they can feel it from me. And I sit there asking questions. I sit there trying to understand what their psychology is, what their struggles are with women, where they're trying to get to and why they haven't been able to get there. And listen, if I'm not a good fit for them, I say, yo, I'm not a good fit for you. Maybe you should go try this guy or maybe go see a psychologist or whatever my advice is. But it's always that, love-based, I wanna help you kind of feeling. And because of that, like literally guys, I have like a 90% close rate, I really do. And of course, there's a big vetting process before you can get on the phone with me. I'm not gonna just take any schlep who wants to take my time, no offense to you if you're that dude, but I want guys who are serious. I want guys who are ready and willing to invest in themselves, not only monetarily, but also with their time, with also with their effort, because look, it is a challenge to get good with women. And I want guys who are ready for that challenge. So my vetting process is really epic, but it's like by the time I get on the call with them, they're not closed. They're not like 100%, but I get 90% close rate because they can feel that from me. Like, I'm like your best friend who's super concerned about you, who really wants to fucking help you. When you go into that with a sales perspective for all you salesmen out there, that's where you start getting closes. Stop thinking about the money. Stop thinking about your close rates. Start thinking about the fucking client, the prospect. How can you help him? And if you don't believe in what you're selling, you're not going to sell it because people can feel that from you. So again, love is the answer. The anti of what we think is the answer is the answer. It's like, what's the best way to make more and more money? I'm gonna tell you this, and you won't like to hear it. It's to give it away. It's to donate to charities, to help people out, to give all your money away. You know, it's interesting. My brother, when we first got a little inheritance from my grandmother, he gave it all away. And at that time I was like, dude, you're an idiot. You're giving away all this money. What I did is I took two years off from my job and I started just gaming girls. Like that's how I was able to go on six dates a week, how I was able to get super good at this shit because that's like all I did living off my grandma's inheritance. My brother, on the other hand, gave it to his friends, helped people out. And now I don't want to go too much into his financial situation. The guy is fucking rich, like rich, rich. And he fell ass backwards into it. Like he didn't even do anything. It just came to him in this like crazy random way. Well, look at that. Look at that from a love perspective. He acted from love first. Now, personally, I think he had some NLP-based issues about not feeling deserving of my grandma's inheritance, which is why he gave it away. That's neither here nor there. But the point is he gave the money away and then it came back to him hundredfold, thousandfold. And I'm just like in awe of this dude because he was so unselfish. He acted through love and look what it got him. So part of what I do is I give 5 to 10% of my monthly revenue to charities. Not only is it tax write-off, but dude, it feels so good. Like last month I gave to St. Jude and next month I'm gonna do a charity where it's anti-sex trafficking of young women. I've given to the Wounded Warrior Project, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. I gave to a Native American charity a couple months ago. It feels good, man, feels good. And what's happening? My freaking revenue is just skyrocketing. Again, cause I'm acting through love. I'm giving through love. I'm helping out my clients through love. I'm doing this podcast through love. And I had a client tell me the other day, he's like, man, you just feel genuine. A lot of those other podcast hosts feel like they're like manipulative, slimy pickup artists. And you just feel like a genuine dude. And in my, in my mind, I was like, yeah. Cause like I try to act through love cause that's always the answer. So I want you guys to think about this. I want you to take it on. I want you to experiment with it. Remember in conflict, be fair and generous be generous. Even if you have to take the L sometimes, and I don't want you guys to misinterpret this to say that you're a floor mat. No, you are not to be fucked with. You are unapologetic about who you are. You are a champion and you too need to love yourself. You don't just throw yourself as a floor mat on the ground and say, well, I got to act through love, which means screw myself over so other people can take advantage of me. No, 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 no. Love yourself first, man. Your are number one priority for you. And you really need to be. So what would you do for yourself? Would you treat yourself the way you're treating yourself now if you loved yourself? Ask yourself that. Would you, if you had a best friend who treated you the way you treat yourself, would you keep that motherfucker in your life? Hell no, man. You'd be like, beat it, you fucking asshole. You treat me like shit. So love yourself first. Be compassionate with yourself first. Look out for yourself first. But after you do that, then look out for others and watch what happens. Love is always the answer. All right, gentlemen, I really do appreciate you listening. I draw a podcast on Mondays and Thursdays. And listen, if you want to leave me a review, I will send you so much cool shit. Because like I said in this podcast, I try to over-deliver and give more than I ask for in return. So if you leave me a review, preferably, of course, a five-star review, please don't be one of those four-star dudes or worse, three, two, or one star. I can't can't believe those guys, like leave a dude one stars. I would never fucking do that to somebody. Even if I hated their podcast with a passion, I wouldn't put that out there. Cause again, what does violence do? It rebounds upon yourself and like leaving a dude one star or like a thumbs down on a YouTube video or like a hateful comments, violence. It's violence, cowardly violence. And it always bounces back on you. So I wouldn't even fuck with that shit. And I can't believe people still do that. But it is what it is. Fortunately, most of you guys, 99% of you are fucking champions. You leave me the five stars in a controversial podcast like this one that talks about how to get girls. I have a 4.8 out of five. I think that's pretty damn good because I know there's a lot of haters that leave me one stars to try to try to hurt me. But my message is positive. And 99% of you guys understand that. You don't just read titles. You actually listen to what I have to say and you appreciate it. So if you Appreciate that. And you wanna leave me a five-star review, again, with some writing behind it, email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I will send you a bunch of cool shit. Three awesome programs, a couple of videos, a smack on the ass. I'll call you an American or a British or an Australian or a Canadian treasure and I'll get your name tattooed right on my right butt cheek. All right, gentlemen, thank you again for listening. Kick ass this week, man, and ask yourself what would love do in every situation and watch what happens. You'll probably have the best week of your life if you do that and if you have the courage to do that. And I will see you in the next episode.